so annoying. Skype not working. So now I got to use Zoom? Zoom sound no good. Let's see if, um, let's see if Brandy gets my Zoom invite. Oh, she's in the waiting room. You guys don't get the bing bong boom ding a ling a ling ding dong doom. You don't get that because Skype is not fucking working. Hello? Hey, what's up? What's up with you? Well, Skype decided to shit the bed. You sound funny. Well, this is what we're living with. How you doing? Fine. <laughs> what you up to? Um, I'm like, I don't understand how I'm such a bad packer. First of all, why do you sound like your nose is like super stuffed up? I think it's your situation over there. No. Okay, you're better. So why are you a bad pack? Did you pack too many underwear? No, I just like, I travel so much. You would think I'm better at packing, but I just am bad at it. Like I just spent an hour, I guess, just moving shit around my closet and bathroom. Yeah. Thinking I was packing, but there's still nothing in my suitcase. (laughs) I'm just not good at it. Where are you going? Alaska. Oh, that's right. You're going to the 50th state. Can you believe it? Actually, is it, or maybe it's the 49th. Was Hawaii the 50th? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You're going above the lower 48. Yeah. You're going to the higher two, right? Uh, yeah. So hold on. The lower 48, that's what it is, right? The lower 48? Yeah. That's the 48 states lower than Canada. So what are the two, or maybe that's a, is that a latitude situation? You're asking the wrong damn person. I don't know shit. Because like, what are the what would two, the two states? Okay, so like, the, I mean, yeah, Hawaii's kind of far up there, you know. Yeah, is it though? It's on it's on the tropic, whichever the, whichever tropic is up higher. That it's that what's on that one? Yeah, term for the forty eight con, contiguous U S contiguous U S states, excluding Alaska and Hawaii. Huh. Uh huh. Well, that's exciting. I mean, like Alaska's cold and Hawaii's hot, so they can't be. Whatever. That's exciting. Where are you going in Hawaii? Are you going to Fairbanks, Alaska? I'm going to Anchorage, Alaska. Anchorage. So Anchorage is like, I guess, I think it's the biggest city besides Juneau, which Juneau is like right next to Canada. You know, like you're really, barely in Alaska if you're in Juneau. Anchorage is like the gateway to all those national parks up there. So Denali, can I... Fjords National Park, and there's like a few other ones, but that's where that's like the where you base, and then you can train or rent a car and go to all these different national parks. Yeah, goes Anchorage with the population of two hundred ninety-two thousand. Juno, which did not know that's how you spell Juno, it's spelled J-U-N-E-A-U. Mm-hmm. What are you French? Come on, thirty-two thousand, big drop off there. Fairbanks, Alaska, thirty-one thousand. So there you go. Yeah. I've told you the story, but when uh, I was in college, I took my yearbook picture twice, and the second time I was uh, from Fairbanks, Alaska, which I thought was very cool at the time. Wow. So, you know, um, um, recycling All stories. I really know about Alaska is what I took away from one of my favorite movies, The Proposal. Oh, okay. Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock, wow. a classic. Yeah. And in that movie, Ryan Reynolds is from Sitka, Alaska, which is this teeny tiny little town. And they take like a little prop plane to get there. And honestly, it just looks gorgeous. I wish I could go to Sitka. Fortunately, it's a little far for me this trip, but Alaska just looks stunning. It does. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is really from, from Canada. So I guess that's kind of close. By the way, they asked me to send in an audition for a new rom-com. What? Who's they? I don't know. Someone sent my manager this, and I was like, 
your boy isn't an actor, but am I going to do it? Yeah, because you know what? Why can't I be a rom-com actor? Why not? Anyone can do it, I think. Maybe not, but... (laughs) It helps having a fiancé that's a very talented actress, so she could hopefully coach you through your audition, give you some tips. No, she's out of the country right now, so... Oh, so you're on your own? Yeah, you're fucked. (laughs) Yeah, and there's no nepotism here. I'm not going to get a job just because I sleep with someone who's actually talented, but, um, yeah, so well, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm the next Ryan Reynolds. And, no. yeah, I'm going to be the next Deadpool. It's fine. I mean, oh, you're just jealous of my success. <laughs> 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 Wait, so tell me about what's happening in Alaska. I'm going for a week. Mm-hmm. By the time this podcast comes out, I'll be there. Um, and I'm just going with a big group of friends and... It was kind of a very last minute uh, impulsive thing. But for once, I have a whole week free or with no work that weekend. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Alaska. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to go to Alaska. I feel like it's kind of a big deal to get to check off Hawaii and Alaska in one year. My brother-in-law does a thing where he is like wants to go to all the 50 states and he only has two left. Which two? I think it's Alaska and Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm pumped about getting to check both those off, you know, like bam, bam, bam. I would also love to visit all the states, and I feel like I'm not that far. You should get one of those maps where you can put a pin into every single one. Oh, you know what? (laughs) I think my mom bought Reinhardt one of those when he was here, and he left it here, so I'll just take it. There you go. You know which ones have eluded me thus far is North and South Dakota. Yeah. Those are toughies because, like, you just don't really go through there for any reason unless you're you're actively trying to go to those places. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's sad? Uh, also I, Maine. It I, eludes me. I've been to Maine. I went to Bangor. 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 That's where Stephen King's from. Really? Yeah. Maine was beautiful. This is embarrassing. Do you know where I've never been? Where? I've never been to Oregon or what? Washington. What? I'm an adult male who who grew up on the West Coast. I've never I, been. You grew up so close to there. I know. I've never been to Portland. I've never been to Seattle. Okay. You're really missing out. You need to change that ASAP. Dude, I know. You want to know another crazy fact? Sarah, yeah. who's lived in California now for 12 years. She's never been to San Francisco. What? Isn't that crazy? You're kidding. That's crazy. I know. I got to take her to San Francisco. You guys, you guys got to do a drive up the coast, I feel, all the way to Seattle at least. I need to buy like a cool old Porsche before we do that. <laughs> you know? Priorities. Yeah. If we're going to do it, I got to buy an old Porsche. Or could you just rent one for the week? That's probably better because then if it breaks down, yeah. it wouldn't be on me. But Yeah. Still going to do it. Still going to buy an old Porsche because you know what? Your boy's going to be a rom-com star. Matthew McConaughey, move on over, buddy. Your new guy's in town. Somehow I don't don't know about this. But But you know what? What if it does happen and I become a rom-com guy? Well, I will love that because that will be great for our fucking show. Oh, That's all you think about is download (laughs) numbers? Not about my happiness and my success and my career? You're doing just fine. It's very true. In the happiness department, okay? And in the career department. You're doing all right, yeah. I mean, no complaints, right? You're about to be on network TV and is it Netflix that you're pressing those on? Hulu. And Hulu. I got two shows coming out. I know, you're doing fine. Doing pretty good. 
You're doing just fine. Then you're going to Alaska. I'm going to freaking Alaska. You went to Hawaii like two weeks ago, and now you're going to Alaska. What is this business? I'm living the dream. Jesus. Man, Spending so... a lot of money, but I'm living the dream. <laughs> yeah, well. Who needs to save money anyway? Who needs just money? Kidding. I do. Everyone should save. I, re- I do need to save. Well, you shouldn't put your money in the savings. I hate to say that to you. Why have tears out there? But you shouldn't because you get very little return on your money, you know? Right. Put your money into something. 401k, Appreciate. real estate's always good, you know? I got a lot of things. I got like, I got an SEP. Oh, yeah? A SEP? I got a SEP. Got a SEP. And I, and I think I have an R- Roth IRA as well. And I got a few investments floating around out there. That's what you got to do. I got a lot of things. You know what? So I... I'm going. I'm going to Alaska. I'm spending that money. Get it, get it, and then you know what? Afterwards, go to North and South Dakota, and then only when you're coming, I really, and then come back, like to. pick me up, and then we'll go to fucking Oregon and oh, Washington. Yeah, well, I'm coming when I come back. Your wedding's not too far away from now. I know. Eyes on the prize. Actually, I just got your wedding invitation. Yeah, what'd you think? Um, it's honestly, it's the nicest, bougiest wedding invitation I've ever received. You do. Well, that's good. I understand, like, the point of the plastic wrapping the envelope. Like, yeah. what if it gets wet? We don't want to damage it. Like, we could have been a little more eco-friendly. That's my only complaint. Fair enough. But it's very beautiful. I like the neutral color scheme. It does say there's so many things here. There are. It is a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot of information. It's out of control. Cocktail attire. Yeah. So fancy. Is that for the welcome party or for? No, this is for the actual wedding. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not black tie. Right. So, that would be crazy. Well, not really. I mean, I've been to a lot of <laughs> weddings that are black tie. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Cocktail attire. So that's like bougie, but not black tie. So like pretty close though. Yeah. So like, yeah, guys are asked to wear suits, but not tuxedos. And girls right. are asked, I guess, to wear like dresses. Yeah. Uh, okay. Pantsuit, if you want. You know. Probably still going to wear a sneaker, but that's okay. Well, listen, you do you, girl. I'll whip out the dress for you. You can wear whatever you want. I really don't care. You um, can wear a suit if you want. <laughs> Honestly, it's not about a deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few pieces of, of information on here on this thing, but I'm very impressed. It's very nice. Well, as you, you should know that I had so much to do with that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I meticulously picked out every single thread and every single stamp and all that stuff. I think this is the first thing I've ever received that had a wax seal. Yeah. Like it's like in the like oh, Game no. of Thrones days. That's right. It is. Wax seal. You're invited nice. to the red wedding. Hopefully it turns it's out very better. Very fancy. Or like a beige, like the beige wedding. Yeah. The rose gold. The rose gold wedding. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm glad you got it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, they are very nice. But you know, I, I gotta say, um, only a few people have reached out, being like, "Wow, these are really nice," and that annoys me because uh, <laughs> I know you're paying a pretty penny for this, and I want more people to be like, "Jesus Christ, dude, what's going on with this? This is amazing." But uh, like, like, not a single person in my family has been like, "Hey, got the invite? Looks great." Not a single person in my family. And now you wonder, Mom, why I'm not inviting any of your relatives because oh no one God. cares by the i way. care i know you said something you know yeah last minute my mom's you gotta invite so-and-so so-and-so and you gotta invite so-and-so these are like her like her tennis buddies i'm like no i oh boy i don't even know who these people are and we're, we're talking like 300 dollars a plate here no thank you lady i'm not we're not doing this <laughs> i 
So is there going to be like a full-on bajillion course meal happening at this wedding? I told you. We went and did a uh, we went and ate a bunch of the stuff and like it's a lot of truffles, you know. A lot of truffles, very expensive. Truffles. We're throwing some caviar up in that bitch. Oh shit. I mean, we ain't fucking around, all right? This will absolutely be the fanciest thing I ever go to in my life for sure. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Should we start the show? Yeah, and then you have to tell me what you're drinking. I'm drinking a, a Truly. Oh, it's a, 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 I've never seen one in that color. This one's Mango Chill Hard Seltzer. Oh, God. It's okay. More of a White Clock boy, but I like a Truly. Um, I think it's you. Frozen Hose. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. And right now, Bays is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. So FYI, we are recording this on the Saturday before the first episode of The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So there is a world in which I like insert some sort of like Bachelor content later on in the episode because I think a lot of people like to hear us talk about it. But Brandy's going to be traveling to Alaska and, um, you know, I really don't want to edit all day Tuesday anyway. So so that's what we're going to do. Um, but did I wa- you, huh? did you go to the premiere? I saw the premiere was last night. No, I was invited and I, you weren't invited. I was, oh, you were, I, um, politely declined to acquiesce. Really? Yeah. Listen, I get it. Like I'm a part of the bachelor world, but like, I don't work on that show, you know? And I but don't you do on paradise. So I feel like maybe you should have gone to support, I guess, but like, I don't know those women. I've I've never met them. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if like the guys, I doubt that the guys that are on the show of whom I met in paradise, of whom I cannot name, were going to be there. You know, maybe they were, I don't know. And also, your boy is on the wrong side of 30 and uh, Friday night on the town? Come on. Yeah. So instead of going to the premiere, you sat on your couch with a freaking pillow around your neck because you're old. Your, your boy's got neck problems. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and you know, you can make fun of me all you want, but like this is what happens with age, I guess. And like, so I, t- I complained about it last week. We still got issues over here. What's going on exactly? I think it's a, it's a 
like a muscle tendon stitch on the left hand huh. side. I don't know, uh, but I got that Amazon th- um, thing where you blow it up with there and like lifts your head up. It does feel kind of nice. It makes you look like a fatty McButter pants, but. <laughs> You know, I don't know what's going on. And it's not good because I'm about to go on my bachelor party and I'm going to be playing lots of golf and I need to be having to have, I need to have uh, the utmost flexibility, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because golf is so physical. Oh my gosh. I just want everyone to know I had one of my favorite, favorite things. I don't play golf today. Uh, and it was just so wonderful. Let me tell you something. How, how many calories do you think I burned today playing golf? Now, let me remind you that I, at my club, we walk. So I walked. I was going to ask that. Yes. I was going to ask that. So I walked the entire way today. How many calories do you think I burned walking 18 holes of golf? Maybe like 600 cals? I burned a total of 2,597 <laughs> calories. What? You guys dog on golf, but golf fucking keeps you tight, bro. Because if you think about it, I walked almost seven miles today. That's pretty far. But I need to be limber. And it's here's the thing. I need to be limber. I, I don't know if the wifers will understand this. I need to be limber and I need to play well because it's my bachelor party and I want to play golf and I have to beat everybody. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like I, that's mm-hmm. what I need in my life. And I also don't want people to like let me win because it's my bachelor mm-hmm. party. I want to beat them. But like I know, I know Higgins isn't going to give me any fucking any rope. You know, my brothers mm-hmm. aren't. That's for sure. So I got to I got to be ready. But. Have you ever tried uh, acupuncture? I have a long time ago. And I'm not sure if I, if I think that works. I'm scared to do chiropractor. Yeah, I don't love that. What about dry needling? That sounds like some something a heroin addict uses. Uh, it's actually kind of cool. I did it once. And it's kind like I've never done straight up acupuncture, but I would imagine it's similar because they put this like teeny tiny little needle in the into your muscle. But it also is like it has like it's like a wire and it's connected to like a little machine that like oh, pulses energy through yeah. it. You know what I mean? And it makes your muscle like move and twitch or whatever. But it supposedly like loosens it all up. Yeah. I and I gotta be honest, I felt better after I did it the, huh. the one time. All right, maybe I'll do that. Maybe you should give it a go. Micro needling. Dry needling. Dry needling. I'll look into it. Not an ad. Wish mm. it was. Honestly, yeah. it should be because I learned this because of an influencer ad. Did you know that Ray-Ban has come out with sunglasses that record shit with like a camera in the sunglasses that records it? And it lo- the footage looks exactly the same as if you had taken it on your phone. Really? It's genius. Is it though? Or is that just... Yes. Even many times like I'm filming with my phone and if I had been hands-free, it would have been so much better. Or like you're... I mean, I don't know. Like, if you're like in the water and you want to film, like, what, like a, I don't know, if you're like jet skiing or something and you want to film it, like, yeah, there's a GoPro, but those are stupid and nobody uses those anymore. And like to have the sunglasses that just record everything you see would be so epic. I know, but just like that's just too much. I love it. I know, but can you imagine? And like next time you're you're doing the sex and oh God. Sarah Sarah's like, why do you have your sunglasses on? We're indoors and it's dark <laughs> out. Like, don't worry, baby. We're making Honestly, a film. It's genius for OnlyFans. It is genius for OnlyFans. I'm sure that's exactly what it's for, to be honest with you. Speaking of technology, I'll keep going with this. I think I figured out the hack of iPhone. What do you mean? So do you remember when I was in Mexico and my phone fell because I was recording the time lapse of a sunset and it shattered and then I had to get Sarah to send me a new iPhone? 
And I was just going to go buy the new phone because it's like, that's what you do. And then I was like, no, I pay for this Apple Care every month and like never get anything out of it. It's paying for like health insurance and then not using it when you go to the dentist. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Apple store and I was like, here's my phone. It's destroyed. And they're like, oh, okay. Beep, bop, boop, bop, bop. Here's a new, here's the same exact phone you have, but it's new or whatever. I'm sure it's refurbished, whatever, but it looks, it looks exactly the same. It's nice. And now I have... And the battery's great. You know, after like a, a year or whatever or two years, right before September before the new ones come out, your phone stops working very well. You know, the battery life goes to shit and everything starts to fuck up and the updates are like fucking ruining your life. And you're like, fuck, this is up there. That's like, getcha, you know? I think when that happens, you get yourself a good old ball pin hammer and you just go to fucking town on that screen. You beat that screen like it owes you fucking money. <laughs> And then you walk into the iPhone store and you go, oh my God, I was uh, doing a time lapse on deck and look what happened. <laughs> Oops. Oopsies. Need a new phone now, please. And then they go, beep, bop, boop, bop, 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 bop. Oh, here you go. Here's a new phone because you pay for Apple Care. I think, that's just, I think that's what you do. And also, how cathartic would it be to have a phone that's like kind of not working very well and it's just like very, very annoying? And oh, then, mine's a sh- piece of shit. Yeah, and then you just take that hammer and you just fucking go f- to shit town on it. Oh, man. Like in the office space, you know, when they beat up the printer. I feel like they don't cover all kinds of accidents like that. I feel like it would be my luck that I would smash the phone, take it in. They would be like, oh, well, uh, you know, this is your fault the phone smashed. So mm, you're shit out of luck. We were watching your Ray-Ban live feed and we noticed that uh, you took a ball pin hammer to your phone <laughs> and that's not covered. <laughs> After you made your porn video on OnlyFans, we noticed that uh, you destroyed your phone. So I think that's the hack. And that's what I'm going to keep on doing. So I I feel like I got a new phone. Don't need to get a new phone anytime soon. Very happy about that. And yeah, that's That's that. That's nice. Here you go. I'm holding out for that September new iPhone. Hey, Apple, can we get the flip phone already? Fucking Samsung's (laughs) got it. Your boy wants it. I think Noah has a Motorola Razor. Does she? I think so. And when she... um, when she needs to go on like a mental health cleanse from the from the social media and stuff, she she only uses the flip phone, so, so she can't look at it. Smart. It's genius. Yeah. All right. You got some fave things or what? Bro, I did start the show. I think I mentioned it last week. Is it called Blackbird on Apple Plus? Blackbird. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Jimmy Keen is sentenced to 10 years in a minimum security prison. But he cuts a deal with the FBI to befriend a suspected serial killer. Keen has to elicit a confession from Larry Hall to find the bodies of as many as 18 women. Blackbird. That actually sounds awesome. Yeah. So two, they released two episodes this past weekend. Yeah. Episode one it was a little bit all over the place. But I feel like they were just trying really hard to, in the quickest way possible, explain how he got in prison because the whole story is from when he's in prison. So, like, I just feel like the way he got there doesn't really matter. And I wasn't, like, super pumped about how the how he got, like, the story of, like, how he got into prison or whatever. And I just felt like it all happened, like, kind of fast but also very slow. But once he's in prison, it starts to get good. Once they introduce the villain, this, like, fucking creep of a dude... Um, that's, that's, uh, I don't, did it, I don't want to try not to ruin anything. 
I think it said in there. Basically, what they're going to do is the main character, this guy, he gets thrown in jail for something stupid. He's selling drugs. He's like a good guy. He's, he's you know, never gotten, haven't had a speeding ticket, but like gets caught with drugs kind of thing. And he gets put in jail. And I guess like it's one of those things where he tries to do a plea deal where he thinks he's only going to get like four years. So he pleads guilty, you know, and then they ends up giving him 10 somehow. And this is all based, I think, on true events. So he's like, fuck, I'm in jail for 10 years. You know, this like good dude or whatever, quote unquote. And then the cops come to him and they say like, listen, we'll give you freedom. We'll let you out early if we put you in this prison with this psychopath. And if you can like befriend him and get him to tell you, you know, confess that he's murdered these women that we know he has, but we don't have the evidence to prove it. Like, we'll give you your freedom if you do that. But then this guy who's like, you know, he's in like a, I don't know the terms, but like, you know, there's different levels of prison and like max Maximum security is all. Security. Yeah. It's obviously like the, the toughest. And that's where like the murderers go. He's not, a, he's like in the lowest level, right? He's like, you know, he hasn't hurt anybody physically. So like he's in some like low mat, low security prison. So he's got to go live in this max security prison for the, for the criminally insane is what they call it. If he wants to do this, which if you think about it, that's pretty terrifying. Like, it's pretty scary to leave your, like, you know, bougie little prison where you're comfortable and you get to hit the gym and you are doing all right and then go be around psycho people and try to befriend one of them. Like, sounds terrifying, but so the guy he's going to go try to befriend is such a creep. Like, the actor does such a good job of playing this guy. So, like I said, episode one, a little slow, but I do think it's going to get better and be really good. I watched some of Blake's show. Oh, you did. I did. And I haven't yet. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I'm not. Gonna... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love Blake. I love him. And he he has no control over how this show looks and all this kind of stuff. The problem with Blake is he's too normal for this situation. Okay. Uh. Uh huh. And uh, listen, I only watched the first episode, so like maybe things get better. It's a little like X on the Beach, where it's just like the people on it are so bonkers that someone who's normal is just going to kind of fade into the background. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that that Blake won't be like a much bigger part, which I assume he will be because he gets into a showman. So we all know that, right? It's Jersey Shore bonkersness meets X on the beach meets everyone just getting wasted and getting drunk. And so it's, I think it's, I think the problem is, is that it's not clear as to what the fuck the show is. You know, it's like, it's like part challenge, part drinking challenge, Mm -hmm. part hookup time, Mm -hmm. you know? So just kind of all. Do they all like live in a house together or what? Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's like the challenge, but Mm -hmm. With, like, I feel like not athletic people and just, like, kind of just bonkers. I don't know. It's just kind of all over the place. And I'm going to keep on. I'm going to stick with it because I think it's I think it's, it's so bad it's going to be great. can't be sure. Who knows? Okay. The first episode, Blake's like, I'm best known for being on the, batch, the Bachelor in Paradise and hooking up with too many chicks. And it's like, yeah, well, that's kind of, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> You're like, yep, that's right. Yeah, that, that checks out. And then it's like, oh, I'm Lexi from London. <laughs> I'm fucking bonkers. <laughs> You're like, whoa, these aren't the same type of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It worked out for Blake in the end because he's got a girlfriend out of it. I know. And he seems very happy. which makes me happy. Yeah, he does. And she's 
very hot. I mean, and you know, Blake, love you, buddy, but Blake's average. So he's definitely dating up. He definitely like scored. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. It's an MTV show. And those shows are, by definition, very trashy. Don't get me wrong when I say like it's bad. It's bad like in the good way that those shows are bad. Okay, so maybe I'll watch it. Watch a little bit of it. Watch the first episode. Just tell me what you think. Because it it very much is is like, hey, I'm Blake Hortzman. I was on The Bachelor and uh, I hooked up with too many chicks. Oh, no. And then it's like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Gidget from Newcastle and I killed a guy. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? And I fucked a giraffe one time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Of course, none of that happened. But that's how I hear it in my head. Right. You know. So I watched what a lot of people are saying are some of the best movies of the year that aren't like Top Gun or Thor or whatever. This week, and I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. I also watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Have you heard of that one? Mm Mm-mm. So it's a little meta, and it's Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, who's invited to this guy's... Spanish villa for a party and Nick Cage is like kind of his career is not doing great and he he goes and does it. These are two movies that are considered some of the better ones of 2022 and everything everywhere all once is like the one that everyone's talking about being the best movie in, in the, of the year and I will I will concede it is fantastic and we'll get to that in a second but I watched this Nick Cage film and let me tell you something kids it is the best movie aside from Top Gun that I have seen this year Hands down, bar none, so good. How? So the premise is is that Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage, and Nick Cage's career is kind of tanking, which Nick Cage's career is kind of not been doing super great in the past, like, five years. And Nick Cage wants this one movie and doesn't get it, and his manager, who's played by Neil Patrick Harris, is like, listen, mm. I got a million dollars for you to go to this guy's party. It's in Spain. Just shake some hands, have some drinks, and then it'll be it. So he goes to Spain, and that's where he runs. The guy who owns the house in Spain is Pedro Pascal, who's such a good actor. And so it's this meta thing of like Nick Cage playing him himself, and Pedro Pascal's character, who's like a huge super fan of Nick Cage. It turns out like Pedro Pascal's character is like kind of like in the mob, you know. And so the FBI taps Nick Cage to like infiltrate Pedro Pascal's business and like save some kids who have been kidnapped because gangsters are trying to, like, fuck up the election, all that kind of stuff. It's, like, a little bit of a spy thing, but with Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, much heightened, like, reality of Nick Cage, you know? And it could have gone two ways. It could have been the cheesiest, stupidest fucking movie in the world with, like, terrible acting and, like, bad CGI and effects and stuff, or it could have, like, really leaned into the ridiculousness of it all and been very, very good. And I swear to God, it is so fucking good. It is so funny. Pedro Pascal's character is phenomenal. Tiffany Haddish is so funny in it. Ike Barinholtz is so funny in it. Neil Patrick Harris is great. Mm. Anyways, all I got to say is that the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nick Cage is a must-see this holiday season. This holiday season. Four dings. So good. Okay, so where do you watch these two movies? Well, so like they're both like Apple TV or Prime. You rent them. So I rent, we rent these, yeah. And See. then the other one that I watched, 
that everyone is saying is the greatest movie maybe ever is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And this is one that I think you'd probably like, Sans, that there mm-hmm. is a good amount of subtitles you need to read because mm. half of it's in Chinese, but not all of it. And here's the tag. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Everything, everywhere, all at once. So it's very multiverse, which I think you would be into. It's kind of like Blake Crouch novel-esque where she can like move around to, to different universes of her life. Mm-hmm. Love that. But like there is a evil figure in it and it's up to her to stop this evil figure and she has to use all of her other lives, her other potential lives and what those lives have learned to be able to fight this person. You know in Slumdog Millionaire where like the story is like all the crazy things that he learned to be able to know all the answers to the game he played at the end? I don't know if yes. you watch it. It's a little bit like that. Oh, so great it's a great movie. So it's a little bit like that, but it has to do with all of the different lives she's led. So there's a scene where she has to like fight without her eyes. She can't Mm. see anything. So she finds a life where as a kid, she fell on sticks and poked her eyes out. So she was blind. And then, so she was able to like learn how to live her life by using her other senses. So then she was able to use that version of her timeline in this fight where she couldn't see, or, you know, there was one where she's like a, Uh, a singer in a life that she could have lived. She uses the breathing techniques she she learned to be able to sing for like crazy concerts to be like hold her breath for a very long time. All that kind of stuff. So she uses all like the different timelines to like be able to fight this person. And it's just like very, very well done. And it's probably going to win Oscars and stuff. But check it out. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That sounds amazing. Great flick for this holiday season. What's with you in the holidays? I don't know. Have you talked about the show, I think it's on Hulu, the show The Old Man with Jeff Bridges? No, but I tried to watch that with Sarah, and we didn't because there looks like a dog's going to die in it, and we did not want to be involved in that. Well, that's unfortunate because Amy Brenneman's in it, and I love her. I know. Why don't you go watch that, and you tell me how it is. I don't want to watch the dog die. You watched Yellowstone with the horses dying. Oh, my God. You know what else? Um, oh, a fucking, fucking Westworld. Listen, Westworld, everybody's mm. hating on you. Nobody wants to watch you anymore. And I have been here loyal. I have watched every season and I have said good things. And then here we are, season four, and you come up with some insane scene where a woman is murdering all of her horses. Like, I, it was very graphic. I had to shut it off. Couldn't watch it. I was so pissed. Why would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? Yeah, Nobody know. wants to watch that. Westworld just should have stayed in the Wild West. And everything would have been so fine. It's so frustrating. Now I don't want to watch it. I know. I walked away from that one a while ago. <sighs> I have a book. Yeah? Yeah. It's called A Darker Shade of Magic. Have you heard of it? No. I can't remember how I fell upon this it might have been tiktok was like hey if you like harry potter but you're not a fucking 12 year old you would like this and i was like oh okay 
that's me, I guess. So I started reading A Darker Shade of Magic, and I gotta say, really enjoy it. Does it have magic? Yes. Am I a dork? Possibly. Is it good? <laughs> yeah. Here's the um, thing. Kel is one of the last Antari, magicians with a rare, coveted ability to travel between parallel Londons. Red, gray, white, and once upon a time, black. Kel was raised in Arnez, Red London, and officially serves the Maresh Empire as an ambassador, traveling between the frequent bloody regime changes in White London and the court of George III in the dullest of Londons, the one without any magic left to see. Unofficially, Kel is a smuggler, servicing the people willing to pay for even the smallest glimpses into a world they'll never see. It's now a defined hobby with a dangerous consequence, which Kel is now seeing firsthand. After an exchange goes awry, Kells escapes to Grey London. Now perilous magic is afoot, and treachery lurks at every turn. To save all the worlds, they'll first need to stay alive. A darker shade of magic. Kind of another parallel universes thing. Mm-hmm. You're in a lot of this, man. So yeah, there's like four different Londons, and there's like the normal one. They call that the gray one. There's no magic in it anymore. And then there's like the red, the white, and the black. <clears throat> and he's from the red London where there's like a bunch of magic still. And there's only a few magicians really that are like alive in all of the worlds. And he's one of them. And he's able to like kind of like go back and forth and kind of keep the peace and all that kind of stuff. And then he's given like a token. That token has like immense power. And that's when shit goes crazy. It's a little kind of like Lord of the Rings with the ring with with all the power, you know? It's very, very good. I'm almost done and I'm loving it. Sounds great. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, I think I mentioned that I had the privilege of recording a bonus chapter for a new book called Things We Do in the Dark. Did I talk about this? No, but I think I saw it on Instagram. One of my favorite authors, remember that book, Jar of Hearts that I recommended and you read it and you loved it. Is that Jennifer Hillier? Yep, Jennifer Hillier. So she has the new book out. It's called Things We Do in the Dark. And they reached out to me because I'm such a fangirl. They reached out and they were like, we, whenever we record an audiobook, we always do these bonus chapters where Jenny sits down with somebody and they just like t- talk through the book. And um, and I got to like ask Jenny a bunch of questions about like her writing process and the story and how she came up with it and just about the, the book itself. And we had so much fun. We recorded it a few weeks ago and they just sent me that little promo snippet today. And so the audiobook and the physical book will come out on July 19th. It is very good. I'm not just saying that because I got through that chapter. It's it's a very good book. I think everybody will really like it. There's a really like unique podcast angle to the book. Like one of the characters has a podcast and is a podcaster and so you know, that's kind of neat because same, um, but it's good. Highly recommend, love her stuff. And uh, if you like audiobooks, then when you listen to it, you'll get to hear me at the end of the book. That's awesome. Super cool. Did you tell Jennifer Hillier that you don't believe that audiobooks are real books? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we talked about it. Yeah. She so she actually listens to our podcast, which blows my mind that she would do that but because wow. we suck but um no yeah she listened to the pod and so she's heard me say that and she's heard us talk about that before i don't know there's just something about a physical book in my hands and reading it that gets my head into it and i don't know i just like it so much better stick with it you know i'm gonna buy the physical one i'm not i'm not gonna hear you all right not gonna <laughs> do it doubt it yeah so i've already pre-ordered the new blake crouch book so I'm hoping to snag it in the airport. It comes out on the 12th, <clears throat> I think. 
Yeah, so maybe on my way back, I'll be able to snag it. That's what I'm hoping. I'm on season four of Drive to Survive, if anybody was interested. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that show kills. It's a very well done show. Yeah. I'm very impressed with it. I feel like I love all sports, really. Like, I feel like any sport I really get to learn more about, I end up liking it more and more. Um, and But, like, car racing is one of those things, kind of like golf, where you're like, can't be very physical you just sit in the car like how much of a sport can it really be yeah. um but it, but it's really fascinating to like really learn the ins, ins and outs of it and um just like mentally how intense it is right and watching them warm up and do all these exercises to increase their reaction time and how sharp they are and things like that which is really interesting it's also very fascinating to me that each person has a teammate, right? Like there's like two drivers per team. But it seems to me like your teammate is really your biggest rival. Like it's really not the way you would think of a teammate. You're not really working together. A lot of time a lot of the times like you guys are kind of pitted against each other. And a lot of teams like favor one driver over the other, which I think is bucked up. And I don't love that. Um so yeah, just really interesting dynamics in it that I, I obviously didn't know about before. And I, I really do enjoy the show. Also, all the men are very attractive. Like, win-win. Yeah. Drivers are cool. And hot. And hot. So hot. Yeah. Yeah, I have some Muzaks. Do you have any Muzaks? Oh, I might. What do you got? Well, I played this guy the other day. Found him on TikTok, and he did a justin bieber cover and i was like this is so good and so then i started following him on spotify and he actually messaged me being like hey i listen to the podcast thanks for the love or whatnot and this is a song called blood moon and this guy is josiah and the bonnevilles when i played him at first i think that like that name is too long for his tiktok so he's just josiah and the and that's what i was like so his name is josiah and the on tiktok but the, his full oh. band name is Josiah and the Bonnevilles. And this is a song called Blood Moon. And I just, this guy's just got the sound that I like, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. There's blood moon way up in the sky. Blood in my nose, blood in my eye. Blood moon, orange in an orange bar light. You and me, baby, in the heat of the night. So yeah, that's Josiah and the Bonnevilles, Blood Moon. He's got like a Tyler Childers vibe to him that I can dig on. Speaking of, oh, dude, your boy went to a concert the other night. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Ugh. Went to go see Camp and... At the Greek, which is epic. At the Greek. Like, it really is the best venue in Los Angeles, I think. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty close, and it was just, I've never seen Camp live, because I feel like they became popular kind of after my radio days, and it was just so fun to be back out and seeing live music and, you know, and touching elbows with people and dancing around and getting drunk on white claws and, you know, anyways, <laughs> man. So anyways, the Camp is great. I love, love that band. Oh, yeah. Very cool. I got one more for you. Oh. And 
This is kind of a blast from the past. Okay. Remember the band Collective Soul? Oh, sure do. Okay, so they've got a... I was a big Collective Soul guy, by the way, too. <laughs> okay. Shine, The World I Know, December, Heavy. I mean, like, big Collective Soul guy. I'm old, all right? I've got neck problems. Of course, I'm a Collective Soul guy. They've got some new music out, and I think this is a new single called All Our Pieces, and I was listening to it in the car, and I was like, do I love this or do I hate this? And I went back and forth, and I think I love it. Really? Yeah. And if you're like a you know a child of the '90s, Collective Soul's got some new tunes out. Nice, go get in on it. Cute. All right, is that everything? I think so. All right. Well, we promised you guys some batch tea next week. If we don't do it this week, yeah, Man, I, <laughs> I am excited to watch it. I, I want to see how they're going to do this. You know, dual bachelorette thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute shit show. If I'm, if yeah. I'm being completely honest, and we'll see how it goes. Um. I don't know if you saw, like, Katie Thurston, like, kind of dragged a bunch of people on her social media. I thought that was great. Loved, I loved that for, <laughs> for us. Didn't love it for the people that she dragged, but... Um, right. And she did drag... I think she kind of dragged some people who are going to be on Paradise. That's, I can't obviously name that, name them or mm-hmm. whatever. But when that comes out, I'm probably going to defend some people that she dragged at some point. So. Yeah, well, I feel like she's the kind of person that just likes to talk shit sometimes. Well, don't we all? You know? <laughs> true. That's well, all true. Very all, true. That's all we do. Um, all right, well, dude, have the safest of flights and have the most of the fun that you can have in the Thanks. upper two. Well, thank you so much. Um, okay. Well... And you know what? Get yourself some Inuit ass, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Get some deep ducking from some Inuit ass. I don't know if that's going to be on the uh, agenda this week, but we'll see. You never know. Got some caribou and some Inuit ass. Oh, my God. I got to go. Where do you want it? Inuit? Uh, uh, uh. Ah, that was a bad joke. All right. Horrid. All right, YFTs, we love you. Love y'all. Bye. See ya. There's a blood moon way up in the sky. Blood in my nose. Blood in my eyes. The moon orange in an orange bar light. You and me, baby, in the heat of the night. Don't think I'm ever gonna calm down. There's too many bars on this side of town. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.